Set a spark to your integrated business and marketing strategies with America's top entrepreneurs and business leaders here at Integrate and Ignite with your host, Lori Jones. Welcome to the Integrate and Ignite podcast. Kaylee Bruno is the digital marketing strategist for Annie Selkie Companies, a spirited, design-driven family of companies that creates enthusiasm through its timely and timeless lifestyle products. Her background in art and design informed the content she manages on behalf of the company, and she skillfully bridges the gap between creative and tactical marketing strategies. In 2017, Kaylee won a Golden Bronto Award for the Best Abandoned Cart campaign. Haley was also a part of the company's ambitious marketing program that merged its four retail brands into one and that seamlessly integrated its various marketing campaigns to facilitate a single cohesive consumer experience. We are so excited to be talking e-commerce directly from the floor of NetSuite 2019. Welcome, Kaylee Bruno, to Integrate and Ignite. Thank you. We are so excited to have you on the show. Our audience has just heard a great introduction and background. Tell us a little bit more about your journey landing you at Annie Selkie. Yes, as you might have heard in my background, I actually kind of come from an art and design background. I started working in like jewelry and apparel production and then I kind of happened upon a marketing job at Annie Selkie and I think I just came in with a lot of enthusiasm and I I was open that I didn't necessarily know a lot about marketing but that I, I was eager to learn and I think they kind of just trusted that and I excelled very quickly in the position working with just email at first and then kind of transitioning into this like strategist role where I work a lot with the content so I think that gives me a good opportunity to bridge the creative side of where I come from and and take it into marketing and I feel that it's given me like a competitive edge in what I do because I'm, I'm able to think of ideas you know kind of off the cuff and fill in those content gaps. Um, well, you're certainly doing a great job. I've studied the brand quite a bit for the last um, week or so since I knew that you and I were going to be talking. And I tell you, I, my daughter's even looked at the site, by the way, one of we're looking for a new bed yeah. <laughs> for our 11 year old. And I brought her to the site and she was like, oh my gosh, mom, these are incredible products. She just got so excited about it. So whatever you're doing, you're doing a great job. So congratulations to you and kudos you. Uh, to the entire team. You you're very young and you are an inspiration to so many people out there to have a strategist role with such an incredible fast growth business such as Annie Selkie. What leadership qualities do you feel are necessary to succeed today and, and what advice would you provide your peers in the industry right now? I feel like the biggest thing is confidence in yourself and your decisions and you know confidence that if you do something wrong everything is fixable so kind of not being afraid and I think another thing that uh, I feel I'm very good at is being scrappy and resourceful because oftentimes with things that come along unexpected changes etc you have to kind of be really resourceful and figure out what to do next well and I love something that you've just said because being you know afraid of failure can be a, just a big big thing but managers allowing situations you know programs tactics strategies to fail and realizing that you only grow from those failures is a special kind of management as well because not many people, I shouldn't say that, 
the majority of people out there have that mindset, but then there's that 10 or 15% of uh, leadership within businesses that really just don't allow that. Tell us more about the culture of the business that allows you to grow from those failures. It does have a very startup culture at Annie Selke. It was a small enough company when I got in where I was able to have a very like exploratory start to what I was doing and and able to learn and try things as the company grows as you said it's growing very rapidly like it's it's becoming more and more structured where uh, not that like making mistakes is not allowed but (laughs) within reason everything's within reason we get Um, that yeah I definitely encourage the people that work with me to try be self-starters um you know take the initiative to do something new and like please come to me I can't think of everything, obviously. Um, So if they come to me with a new idea, even if it is wrong, I'm happy that they thought of something. That they're thinking. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Now, what are some of the most important decisions that you're making on a day-to-day basis in your role? I turn out content like crazy. If you subscribe to our emails, we give a lot of advice and educational tips on it's a bedding rugs home decor company. So you know, tips on keeping your rugs in tip top shape or cleaning your bedding and also a lot of design advice. So even just pairing products is something I'm just churning out email ideas like like crazy. That's great. Well, what a fun space to be in. So building an audience is key. And we know that a good strategy starts with that competitive differentiation, positioning and end messaging. What process have you deployed to develop a market position that truly does differentiate and and builds top of mind awareness? So our CEO, Annie, who's the namesake of the brand, she's very involved. The product development team really does a lot of what you're saying that like goes into the product design that sets it apart from other competitors on the market. And we're working very closely with them to make sure that Annie approves all of the messaging. She sees everything. Um, She changes wording to what she would rather have it be. We just try to stick with this elegant vibe that she likes to have, that we're kind of a fresh take on things, that our stuff is top quality, we're the experts, as opposed to just another budget-friendly brand. Right. We have a lot of products that are higher end, but we do try to message that they're worth it. And we actually have a lot of wallet-friendly products that we will market uh, seasonally, like at the right time, what you're saying, that I think are, you know, kind of like a a gateway product, something like our indoor-outdoor rugs, Mm -hmm. which can really go anywhere. You can put them in your washing machine and, you know clean them up, you can put them outside. And I think that's such a smart strategy because um, wallet friendly allows you to introduce people to the other brand qualities that you talked about, quality and the fact that you're expert. So it's it's an entry point. We, we call those first timers at our agency. So you get that first timer through the door and then ultimately you turn them into a loyalist mm-hmm. and repeat business happens. How What metrics are you putting in place right now with some of your outbound campaigns that allow you to, to ultimately move people down the funnel and get them to a repeat purchase? Well, we definitely pay attention to all of the metrics that everyone else does, like click-through rate, conversion rate, the ROI, to move them down the funnel. We have engagement settings that will filter our email contacts into different groups. So, uh, you know, a price-sensitive segment might get these more budget-friendly product 
driven emails and we also have luxury products which are very very high end that we we reserve for you know the people that are more seasoned customers right so you're so what you're doing is you're really segmenting behaviors as well Yes. And applying those very specific messages to the behaviors to ultimately entice and, you know, integrate purchase cycle. So let's talk a little bit more about in, an actual integrated marketing approach. When a lot of people out there are building their, their different models, um, the model that we use at least is owned, uh, shared, earned, and paid. So owned is you know, the asset in which uh, we're marketing from. It could be a website, it could be trade show, it could be email, collateral, you know, all those sort of different components. And then shared, of course, is um, the social media side of things. It's a lot of those content-driven strategies, earned PR and paid, of course, is any type of paid media. How are you integrating the digital marketing within that uh, sphere of potential, if you will? And what tips can you provide our listeners regarding building their approach? So as I spoke about the, the content-driven marketing, we try to have consistent content and consistent creative design as well across all channels. And we've actually found that the more cohesive it is, we see spikes, you know, in our metrics, which we do want to look into further because it's actually something new that we're doing that it's, it's really so tight as a message. Um, currently and we're really proud of that great so we just try to keep all of the content cohesive across the board so you'll see the same things around the same time on our social channels on our blog that continuity yes yeah. and actually on the pr side we just came out with this flower shower collection i don't know if you've seen it it's really colorful flowers in line with that we partnered with a charity called power of flowers oh nice and that was a really strong message i think it was actually in march because we released the collection in march so the, the timing of that as i'm saying like everything we're doing it is a very cohesive message right now, that's certainly how you connect the dots there's no doubt about it now your role is to really help drive that acquisition and increase revenue what is one of the biggest roadblocks that you face and, and how do you overcome those the most frustrating thing is seeing unengagement over time because we do put a lot of effort and a lot of money into acquiring new contacts but obviously the more that you acquire and at the higher volumes you acquire them they're getting unengaged faster right. that's been a big kind of point of frustration but we tried to really zero in on the problem and we created like automated frequency settings that start filtering the contacts into different segments so they automatically start receiving less marketing from us if they're not engaging as well as like a reactivation campaign you know saying stuff like hey we miss you come back and yeah. shop with us here's what you've been missing we use a technology partner actually to send what we call like a shopping elsewhere trigger so that they're just identifying them online and then they're sending like a seasonal content message that did really well and in, in like a batch and blast campaign and we're finding that those content driven messages do a lot better than these like win back campaigns right which is interesting as well does um, it always take a discount to get them back no what are some examples of non-discounted re-engagement campaigns i think it's just the right content at the right time our company our ceo actually opened an inn in Lenox, Massachusetts, which is like this touristy town that's near our company headquarters. 
and <clears throat> the inn is completely designed by her. It's filled with our products. Nice. And that's was, experiential at its best, right? Yeah, it was a really big story, and we didn't expect the reaction that we got from our email marketing when we started sending out about the inn, but people react very well to it. And so we actually, we saw that with our engaged customers, we're really reacting to our new inn. And so then we send it to our more unengaged customers. And I think that helped get a lift in engagement as well. Well, it's really cool. I just pulled it up right now. It's called 33 Main, right? And, um, you know, you not, I mean, you're you're being very modest here, okay? Because a lot of the, you know, the the PR surrounding it was obviously the Boston Common, but Architectural Digest, Vogue, Lux Daily, Pure Pure Wow. I mean, some big, big hit uh, regarding that. But I love the experiential side of it. Um, which really helps people ultimately know how they can live and breathe with the product itself. Yeah, I think it helps to create like a sense of loyalty, just seeing the real side of it. Like this is a real location where our products are really featured. You can explore guest rooms. I mean, it's a great, very, very innovative way to to push out you know a fast a younger fast growth brand quite frankly in the marketplace mm-hmm. and i mean it really shows that you're the real deal yeah that's exciting stuff now what is one of, I, I think we've maybe just answered this question i was going to ask you one of what was one of the coolest programs <laughs> that you've deployed um do you have any insight on that that you know really engaged and and created some um some impact for the market yeah actually one kind of completely different from that. Okay, well, good. Um, <laughs> See, I knew it would come to us. <laughs> yeah, I've, I actually am very excited about this. It's a new program for us. So instead of just your regular welcome pop-up on our site, we created this kind of hybrid um, exit intent slash like browse and cart campaign on our site. So if our user doesn't sign up for our emails through our our welcome pop-up, hey, welcome, get 15% off if you sign up for emails. They browse our site. When they're going to X out, they'll get a pop-up that displays the dynamic products they viewed. And we say, do you want us to save your browse for you? And they can then enter their email there. And we've gotten such valuable contacts from them. And it's very interesting because this pop-up does not have an incentive aside from just this service. Saving, yeah. So what are the analytics between those two at this stage versus, you know, percent sign up, do you know? I'm not sure of the percent sign up. Uh, We get much less sign ups through that particular campaign, but they're very valuable. It's like a very big difference, the percentage of them that ends up converting after signing up for emails. I think it's like double that of the rest of our email signups within the same time period. Right. Uh, so it's almost like they're twice as engaged, like twice as valuable. So we as marketers have a lot of oh moments, mm-hmm. bottom line. <laughs> we talked about some of you know, the growth areas, all that sort of stuff early on. Talk to us about a challenging time where you've had one of those moments and how did you fix the situation? It's always hard for me to pinpoint exact moments. I feel like things just happen every day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the marketing world. I mean, and that is a world that has to be so nimble because there's so much change constantly happening, right? So yeah. I, our, our, our audience can completely relate to that. Yes. Um, especially with our design team so involved, like our marketing is extremely design driven. So we have to be ready to make updates at any moment to ensure the design is like 
top notch. Yeah. But I just, in any situation, I just try to stay cool because I don't think it helps anything to stress out because you're still dealing with the same situation. You're just dealing with it stressed instead right. of with a calm mind. So I, I approach everything with calmness and reason and and we just get through what we have to get through. Well, I tell you, we appreciate your coolness today. <laughs> Kaylee Bruno, you have been an absolute pleasure. We appreciate and thank you so much for your appearance on the Integrate and Ignite podcast. Thank you. I, I was happy to do it. This episode is complete, but the inspiration has just begun. Head over to avocetcommunications.com for show notes and more aha moments. Tune in regularly to ignite your integrated business and marketing strategies with Lori Jones and the Integrate and Ignite podcast.